Have you ever felt awkward in a new place, couldn't really get adjusted, a new city, a new state, a new country, maybe even a new continent? Well, maybe it's time to learn a little bit better how to adapt. Welcome to Sun Chasing Success, a podcast for online entrepreneurs, authors, and influencers worldwide. We're here to enhance your quality of life while helping you build location-independent businesses. We connect listeners with guests, insights, and discussions from the sunny coasts of the USA to the crystal blue waters of the Caribbean islands. Fascinating dialogue from the enchanting beaches of Brazil to the majestic shores of Africa. Each week we deliver specialized knowledge, wisdom, strategies, and tips to enhance your success, freedom, and fun under the sun. Now, here's your host, Bayo Oloronto. In this episode, we're going to talk about adapting to new cultures. This is Sun Chasing Success Podcast, where we help entrepreneurs all over the world get more sun in your life, providing you wisdom, strategies, and tools to help you establish and grow your location-independent business, create passive, massive income online, and bring you more freedom, success, achievement, fun, and fulfillment under the sun. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Sun Chasing Success. On this episode, we're talking about key tips to help you adapt to any culture you're in. All right, today we're going to talk a little bit about piggybacking off of uh, the last topic regarding language. Let's talk a little bit about culture and how you can adapt, thrive, adapt, survive, and thrive in whatever culture you find yourself in. Uh, We're going to really go into how do you understand a new culture? How do you blend in? How do you not lose yourself at the same time in a new culture? And how do you kind of use some of your intuitions to make the most of your time with people in a new culture so that you can be the best you can be in a new culture and you can also bring some value to people in that culture and also take some value and understand some things about life from that culture. So I think uh, cultural exchange is one of the best things in the world. I think cultural exchange, um, I've always loved, I am a product of cultural exchange, having a mother from the United States of America, a father from the Republic of Benin, who grew up in Lagos, Nigeria, and most of my family being in Nigeria. I mean, and then uh, living in places like the Washington, D.C. area in the United States, New York and Miami. I've always loved uh, culture, and the United States is a, a multicultural place. We have a lot of, we get exposed to a lot of cultures in the United States. So naturally, I was already one who learned how to adapt in different environments with different types of people, maybe people that look different than me, maybe people that talk different than me, maybe people that um, thought different than me, had different beliefs, had different behaviors, had different rituals, like different TV shows, like different music. And that's really what we're talking about here, because at the end of the day, we're all human beings. And regardless of whether you're from China or India or the UK or Africa or Brazil or Argentina or Canada, it doesn't matter where you're from. It's all about your uh, connection to your humanity. And part of our connection to humanity is our culture. It's some of the things that we respect about each other 
because we know that we're not from the same places all over the world. And we know that everybody has something unique to bring and share in the world. And, and that's what makes life interesting. If everybody was the same all over the world, we wouldn't have the world that we have. Part of the reasons why the world is the way it is is because of our differences and we exchange things. And because of that exchange, it creates markets and businesses and ideas and cultural differences. So um, we have these, the, 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 the tricky part about it is we also have conflicts when it comes to culture. Yeah, I'm reading Robert Greene's book, Human Nature, right now. And uh, it's really eye-opening. Uh, when you look at us as common denominator of the human being and why we do the things we do, and you see today's times, you can see that we have all these differences in cultures, but we have these deep, deep human drives and human natures that causes us to say, this is my tribe, that's your tribe, I see what you're trying to do to me, and I'm going to do this to you. And that could be done on a local level. It could be done in neighborhoods, on blocks, in, in cities. It could be done city to city. It could be done state to state, country to country, continent to continent. And everybody kind of can gravitate toward their tribe and, and things like that. And uh, that's that human nature kicking in again. So we have these competing needs where we have this need of sameness. We want everything to be certain and, and the same and consistent with our identity and who we are and what we believe. And that's how we have nations. And, you know, we have all these groups of people under the same banners. And a lot of people uh, stick to that. But then there's a lot of people that want to explore other cultures and nations as well. So we have travel. And travel is born out of that. And so then you have people that we, well, not all, all people want adventure and variety as well. And so we have these conflicting beliefs. We have paradoxes that go on inside of us where we want variety, but we don't want to, we don't want too much variety that we forget who we are. And then, you know, uh, we don't want too much to stay who we are, because if we stay who we are, then we'll be boring and we won't enjoy our life. We'll feel like we're just stagnating. So I think that's unique. And uh, I always try to think about that when I think about cultural exchange, because all of our behavior problems that we have in the United States, in the world, even in Africa and Brazil, you know, if we can all just start thinking about those human natures that we have and remembering why people are doing things, hopefully that will help create more peace among people, among nations and things like that. Because, you know, as soon as people start getting into the adventure of another culture or, or something different, a lot of times the uh, it breaks some of the norms. And then you have factions of people that want to keep things the same way and people who want new things. Because like if somebody brings something back, let's say somebody goes to another country and discovers a new technology and brings it back to the home to the home country, the home country might say, well, no, that's going to ruin our culture because we want to keep these traditions. So it's like this always this constant challenge in the world of keeping these 
traditions. It's between keeping these traditions and then also embracing new innovations and technology and things. Um, and then there's also the idea of company culture, which is also extended from uh, the regular uh, normal culture in, in all of our lives. And that can go into your online business culture as well. So we have all these cultures within cultures and then subcultures within cultures. And uh, every time I, I think of uh, those, those ideas of longing for adventure, but also longing for stability, I think of like the nine to five workforce. Because I've kind of danced in and out of the, line, the nine to five workforce ever since like 2003, pretty much when I learned about rich dad, poor dad and the rat race and things like that. So I always knew I wanted to be more of an entrepreneur. So I'm like dancing in and out of it. And it's so funny because I always looked at like when I would go out on an entrepreneurial venture and I'm like, I didn't have a job. I'm just trying to sell something to the marketplace, like uh, just sell real estate or books and doing all this stuff. And then it didn't work out. I always felt like going to get the job was like me doing time. <laughs> I always felt like, oh, man, I didn't make it this time. So I got to go back into work. Now, when I did start working, it, it almost felt like a vacation. And it's kind of funny because a lot of prisoners that are hustlers on the street describe, a lot of them describe uh, their time in prison almost like a break. Because when they're hustling, it's just so chaotic. And that sounds really twisted and messed up. But um, it's just the idea that when you're living a chaotic lifestyle and everything is coming at you all the time and you're constantly solving problems and putting out fires. When you just show up somewhere, it's nine o'clock, you go in, you have your lunch, you work for three hours, you work for three hours, it is 12 and it's lunch already. <laughs> then you go out for lunch for an hour and you come back and you work for four more hours. And then half of those hours, you're like surfing the internet. So you're really working like five hours a day and then you go home. Well, now we all know that world is changing a lot. That's how it used to be. Because uh, now we have like 40 million Americans out of work. But uh, with that environment, I started noticing that whenever I did enter in that environment, it was comfortable at first. And then the comfort turned to misery. Because then as soon as that first month or whatever wore off and I was getting anxious again, like, oh, this is getting boring. I'm doing the same thing every day. And then I would see, like I used to, when I was an entrepreneur, I, I would go in to different um, workspaces where the, the where, like I was using the workspace as an entrepreneur because I had my online fitness business as a personal trainer. But then they had a job to service that workspace. And I remember the ladies would come in kind of like late. They would stroll in around like 9.15, 9.30 or whatever sometimes. Sometimes they would be there right on time at 9.00. And then, you know, they would spend half the time like just talking with each other. And then next thing you know, they'd be like, going to lunch. You want me to lock up anything? <laughs> They're like, we're going to lock up everything here. You guys can keep working. We're going to lunch. If you need anything, we'll be back. <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever. So I'm working. So I'm working from the moment I got there. No, first of all, I'm working before I got there because they opened at nine. I needed the space, but I was doing other stuff before nine. Like if I got up at six or seven or I had trained a client. Then I'm working, pretty much bringing my lunch with me, working through lunch. 
And then all of a sudden they come back after lunch and they'd be like, oh, you know what? It's time to close up. And it'd be like 430 because they start getting ready to close at 530 minutes early. And to me, I realized that, okay, if I want a culture of freedom and variety, I'm going to have to get accept. I'm going to have to accept uh, the risk of being out there and really working hard, quote unquote, hustling and selling things and breaking markets and doing things in order to to live the life that the way I want to live it. Because I just couldn't, I could never imagine myself living like that nine to five for too many years in a row. I could do it for a little while, but that's just my nature. Not everybody's the same. But I knew from a very young uh, age that that just, that just wasn't going to be my life path. So here I am today. Uh, you know, I'm always still doing uh, a lot of things. And, and that's just, it just naturally works that way. Now, but back to the idea of, so, they, so you have these cultures that you can build around your business. And um, you don't want to build a culture around your business that is a negative culture or uh, that's something that's going to detract from your goals and your aims. Uh, for example, if you like health and fitness and wellness, you don't want to build um, a culture that doesn't encourage that in your online pursuits or your business. You want to build a culture that matches the values and beliefs that you're into. Um, you know, I like reading. So that's why with Ola Run Books, I have a lot of things focused on reading. I like helping people discover books and I like writing. So it all goes with my culture and value of, of uh, intelligence and education. I like traveling. So this podcast blends in with my culture of learning and traveling. So it all goes with my culture. And so that's what you want to do when you're building your online business as well. But in order to adapt to be in a culture, when we're talking about specifically traveling to a place, for example, in Brazil, the uh, work ethics and culture are even um, are even more uh, far more different than the United States in terms of like the nine to five work style, for example. Because here, like a lot of times, there's a lot of official holidays, and they will close things a lot quicker, a lot sooner, because the the motivation for work more in Brazil is more for friends, family, nature, doing things you enjoy and just living life together with people. Whereas in the United States, it's a little bit more about competition and conquering uh, markets and buying things and having one-upmanship as far as status. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Want a free guide to secrets of success under the sun? Visit onorunbooks.com success and subscribe to our email list to have it delivered right to your email inbox. Now back to the show. And there, there exists that in Brazil as well, but I'm talking about just in general, the general uh, culture. So when I came here, I had the really intense United States work ethic of what I had been working like in these you know, when I was a trainer in Miami and New York, and you just always had to be on, always had to be on. So when I got to Brazil, I had to adapt a little bit. 
You know, everybody, that's another, here's another cultural difference. In Brazil, when you exchange contact information with people, people stay in contact with you regularly and, and, and often. And for all my Brazilian friends who haven't been in contact for a little while, please forgive me. I'm still going <laughs> to, I'm still working on it. But no, that's, that's what happens is you just, you, uh, you want to be in more contact with people. And uh, it's just a, a, a lot closer knit uh, communication process. Uh, you know, everybody here uses WhatsApp to communicate both business and personal. So you're always sending messages to people and it's like texting, but it's like in US you could text people and you might not text back for a while, but in Brazil you're constantly texting all day long. And that was a cultural shift I had to get used to. I wasn't used to that at first. Uh, <clears throat> there's cultural differences in terms of uh, in Brazil, you have a lot of modern areas and you have a lot of rural areas as well. So you have to get used to maybe seeing a guy on Nikes on a horse carrying like some crazy stuff like he's building something or all kinds of like uh, innovations <laughs> that they call gambiajas, ways that, you know, people are trying to fix a car and they take a Coca-Cola bottle and use it as the headlight, you know, just all kinds of things of innovations and, and uh, <laughs> things that people do with their resourcefulness that uh, I've never seen. And that's, and that's not to take away from the super modern parts of Brazil, like you have Belo Horizonte, Campinas, Sao Paulo, Rio, uh, Aracaju. You have so many cities, Recife. You have so many cities that have all kinds of technology and everything that's everywhere else. It's just that when you go into the rural areas, it's rural. It's just a very clear, uh, more of a, a sharper cutoff. And even in the United States, you have both as well. So it's not like uh, you, you don't have uh, similarities, but the, the drastic change is, is evident. And then uh, another thing that's going to change you culturally is the climate, which is going to indicate differences in food. But how do you adapt to these things? And what's the best thing you can do once you're starting to immerse in the culture, and I'm going to go over some things here. Uh, one of the, the, like I said before, so you got to know what you're up against when you're trying to change something or trying to adjust something. One of the things you're up against is your subconscious brain. Your subconscious brain wants to keep everything the safe, everything the same. Uh, it wants to keep you in the same habits, doesn't want to shift anything or get into this wild variety of anything subconscious brain wants to save you protect you keep you secure and comfortable so you come to a new country and you're learning all these uh, the language you're, you're eating different foods you're seeing different behaviors people do things differently people believe different things people talk about things differently people have different procedures for apologizing or getting angry or getting jealous and so uh it's all the same human nature, but it's just done in different patterns, in different ways that you're not accustomed to. So your brain is naturally going to just try to retreat. Your brain is going to try to recoil and tell you that you are the best and that's different or that's not good. Everything outside of me sucks, Every, you know, and that's a lot of Americans are programmed that way as well. And uh, it's because of like our society, our media, our, our 
conditioning in entertainment and music and stuff like that. So you have to come away from all of that culturally, but then you also have to do it internally. And um, you have to you have to reconcile within yourself in order for me to learn another culture. I have to be open to exchange. I have to be a little humble. You're going to probably be much more compassionate and have a lot more empathy if you really say, you know what, I don't know everything. Let me just see how these people do it. And let me take interest in it and be curious. I would say curiosity is a better emotion than um, than blocking stuff and telling uh, and trying to use your subconscious brain. I mean, going along with your subconscious brain to hold on to the old beliefs that you have. Because your beliefs will change about a lot of things when you see things differently and you see people in another part of the world doing different things. So here are the steps. This is what you want to do. And this is this is not like uh, written in stone, but these are just some of the things that I read that I agree with in my experience um, being here in Brazil and also just my experience between my parents being of different cultures, living in different cities in America and interacting with different cultures in America as well as here. So I'm not just kind of making up stuff. Um, one thing I will say that's always helped me, and this is number one, always do your best to be cool, calm, and collective before you react. Uh, because a lot of times our, re our knee-jerk reaction is not exactly, the, it's not the same as what's happening in the environment. It's like um, you could be hearing something a certain way and you're thinking somebody's offending you and you don't want to blow up and have a temper all of a sudden. And the person was just trying to say thank you in a different way that you weren't used to. <laughs> you know, so it's if you're cool, calm and collective, you get it gives you a little bit of time to figure out, wait a minute, let me make sure that that's what I think it is. And then you respond. OK, uh, another one is just be flexible and try new things. When I got to Brazil, I tried a lot of foods that I probably won't eat again. Uh, but there were some good things, some things that I didn't like. But I did try everything as much as I could the first time just so that I could, I could know and say, okay, I tried that. But I don't, I don't care for it too much. Rather than just saying, oh, well, that's not my, you know, I don't, I don't like this, I don't like that. Just because I just don't. But I don't even really know. So that's important. And uh, also just be flexible about the way that people communicate. Um, this would be also communicating even with my family in, in, in Lagos in Nigeria. Um, you know, family, they talk to you a lot more. And it's just like Brazil. They want to be in contact a lot more. And it's sometimes I'm busy in my uh, quote unquote American state of mind. And I'm focused on trying to build all these things online. And so I have to remind myself to give myself a little time to connect with them and talk with people. But, but I have to be careful as well because we all have goals and things we want to accomplish. If it was just no discipline at all, I would just be talking to everybody all day and get nothing done. <laughs> so you have, to be, you have to decide why and when you're going to give a little bit and be flexible. The other thing is just interact with people and do your best to understand why they believe what they believe. 
I think this would help a lot of people with religions because for me, when I was younger, I went to uh, a lot of black churches and white churches. My parents were divorced, and when I was with my father, I would go to predominantly black churches. With my mother, I would be in predominantly white churches, and I would see the differences in the culture and the way that they celebrated and worshiped, and I would see the hypocrisies in both sides of them. I would see some of the good things in both sides of them. So it never became, oh, those people are just like that. I could never really stereotype anybody because I knew that that wasn't true. We're all human beings. We just have different ways of looking at it, but that doesn't take away the fact that we're all human beings. And so I use that a lot, those memories of growing up uh, in different types of culture, cultural households to do that. And uh, when I would interact with those different people, it opened my mind a lot. And I was able to see a lot of differences. Uh, the other thing is just use your observation skills to understand others. Sometimes people speak a lot more with their actions than words. And there's a lot of things people in a culture, they're not just going to tell you. Because a lot of times they don't even know how to tell you. Because it's so natural and normal to them. They don't. They haven't reflected on, not everybody's a teacher. <laughs> so some people are just living their life and they don't have any interest in teaching you why and how their culture ended up being like this. Of course, some people are teachers and historians and linguists and they'll break some stuff down for you. Like uh, I, I kept wondering why people were saying, uh, like after you say thank you here, thank you here in Brazilian Portuguese, obrigado. But then they would say, obrigado, view, obrigado, view, obrigado, view, view, view. And I was like, why is he always saying view afterwards? View, view, view. But really, it's kind of like short for ouvir or another, pa the past tense of you see. So it's like, yeah, you see, thanks, you see, or thanks, you hear. You know, and, and we say that in the United States too, you know, so... It's just funny, once somebody breaks it down for you, then you understand, but if you ask sometimes other people, they don't know why, you know? So just ask people and, uh, and you'll get better answers. Find some people who are um, going where you're going or who are where you are or are where you wanna go and ask advice from them. So one of the best things for me was to ask advice of Americans here in Brazil and start asking questions and start learning what is it like for people like us there? And then you get a lot of answers and you get some things to compare. And then now you have a full spectrum. You have what you think it'll be like. You have what the natives are telling you it's like. You have what your native is telling you it's like. And then you have your own experience. And eventually you come to your own conclusions. And I think that's, that's really the full surround sound of understanding. And finally, my final tip for cultural adaptation is take care of your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health because it can be stressful to uh, embrace a new culture. You can get, I got sick my first couple of weeks here just because of the changes. I, I maybe ate some, uh, some different foods, my immune system changed and different things like that. And you just have to, uh, you get used to, to different things and but I recover pretty quickly and my, I don't really even get sick that much. Uh, so you know, I, I, it's, and then I, what I'm saying is it's because I'm constantly focused on my health and wellness, my nutrition, meditation, relieving stress, 
um, and bettering my immunity, as I told you about in one of the earlier episodes. So, yeah, these are ways that you can adapt to culture. Again, I'll go over these again. Keep cool. Be calm and collective. Be flexible. Be willing to try new things. Interact with people. Do your best to understand why they believe what they believe. Use your observation skills to understand others. Uh, by the way, read Human Nature by uh, Robert Greene. That's a really good book I'm getting into now. And maybe we'll discuss that on some later, later shows. Uh, when in doubt, just ask questions. Find people who, who are where you want to be and have them explain some of the details and nuances in your own language. And take care of your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. All right, so that concludes today's show. And again, be sure to participate in the Sun Chasing Success Challenge and take your favorite photos, relax and soaking up some sun and tag them with Sun Chaser Challenge or Sun Chasing Success. And as always, I'd like to thank all of you, my loyal listeners all over the world. May the light shine bright within you. Again, you can check out all the transcripts, show notes, and link re- links to resources we've discussed, including any books, videos, websites, and tools on olarunbooks.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, keep shining your light, Sun Chasers. Thanks for listening. Hey, everyone, this is Bio again. Just a few more things I want to remind you to keep tuning in every week. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to the newsletter with weekly updates on many of the topics we've discussed on the show. You can also download a free copy of Secrets of Success Under the Sun at olarunbooks.com forward slash success. Until next time, keep chasing the sun. Thanks for joining us this week on Sun Chase and Success. Make sure to visit our blog at www.olorunbooks.com slash blog. Again, that's O-L-O-R-U-N books.com slash blog. You can also subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any of your favorite platforms, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, We'd appreciate a rating on your preferred platform. Or you can simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us out too. If you like the show, you might want to check out Bio's ebook, Secrets of Success Under the Sun. It's available at olorumbooks.com success. Subscribe to our email list to have it delivered right to your inbox. Until next time, Sun Chasers, cheers to your success. <laughs>